0: Let's talk about sex. Well, you are listening to Sexy Marriage Radio. With Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. Where we are having honest, straightforward, practical conversations about life, love, relationships, sex, marriage. The ups, the downs, the good, the bad.
1: <laughs> yep, all of it together.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's all at the same time. mm <laughs> And if you want to hear more of us, go to sexymarriageradio.com, where you can hear and see everything we've done thus far. You can also jump on iTunes if you like what you hear. We'd love any kind of review or comment. That helps spread the word. And if you want to get something covered that we have not covered on the show, send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where we read and answer almost every one. That's our goal. Yeah. So, they, some, some of them are overlapping, so we will cover them in future shows. And on today's show, this is one of those shows that the topic that's come up a bunch in, a, in several emails we've received from our listeners. And it, so we're going to bring in somebody that's, that's basically filling in a gap, as his words, on some of the research that's out there on the, the, if, the effects of Internet porn on a person's brain and on their life and so mr gary wilson runs the site yourbrainonpoor.com which we've referred to before on this show yes we have and so we have him live today in studio (laughs) meaning he's at his house i'm in my house Gina's at her house and we're all in studio so gary welcome to the show oh thanks good to be here one i guess to, to get started with our listeners um we were talking a little bit you know, before the show started about how you got into this, and I would love uh, our listeners to hear kind of a Reader's Digest version of how, this, how you got into and what you've discovered with your brain on porn.
2: Well, I'm a physiology teacher, and when me and my wife got together about 13 years ago, we started to write articles about uh, the effects of sex on the brain. And the Reader Digest version is she has a website and many of the articles on that website and forum included the words addiction, orgasm, dopamine, many things associated with the reward circuit. Well, all of a sudden, about six years ago, this guy started showing up out of nowhere asking her, well, I have these problems with porn. I have porn-induced sexual dysfunction. Can you help me? And she's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Well, Google puts their post together, and more guys started showing up until her site just filled up with a bunch of guys trying to recover from porn. About that time, we started blogging on Psychology Today, and we thought we had to write about it because a lot of these guys were recovering from erectile dysfunction, depression, social anxiety just by giving up porn. Mm. And we wrote some articles about it, and then her site really exploded. She said, okay, you've got to create an organized site And so I did about two and a half years ago, I created Your Brain on Porn, put up a couple of videos and put up articles. And then my site exploded. And all these other forums that had nothing to do with porn recovery started linking to my site. And I followed them back to about 50 different countries. And all these men, usually young men, were discussing either sexual problems or how it's affecting them and so i've become sort of a clearinghouse for information to fill in a gap because this new phenomenon which is very new high speed internet porn is not really being studied or not being studied properly
0: and that's, that's what okay and that's what separates what you're doing from the whole the porn world because it's really focused on the internet the high speed internet kind of porn not necessarily Playboy, the magazines, you know, that I grew up with as, as part of the culture because the internet has brought on a whole new genre.
2: Yes, exactly. You know, think about it. People can get addicted to Facebook. Now, what is Facebook? It's just words and pictures. Words and pictures have been around for a long time, <laughs> haven't they? But how mm-hmm. can you become literally addicted to it? It's because of the way the brain's set up. The brain gets reward for what? Novelty. Mm-hmm. Certainly it gets reward. For sex. Now, when you combine the two, novelty and sexual stimulation, put it on a screen, and unlike drug or unlike food, you never, you, you never can get too much. You can keep watching, keep clicking, and each click releases dopamine. Each new video releases dopamine. Each new scene releases dopamine. And you can continue to take it in hour after hour, and watch for hours and hours, and keep your dopamine, which powers the reward circuitry, elevated for hours on end. That act of keeping dopamine elevated is what all addictions share. All drugs, all uh, behavioral addictions, such as gambling or overeating, share one thing. Dopamine elevated for long periods in the reward circuitry that can lead to brain changes that causes you to crave more of what you are over-consuming. And that's the beginning of addiction process.
1: And Gary, what I appreciate about your approach to that is taking out the morality issue. You know, a a lot of our listeners have a faith-based perspective. And so they see this as in such a shame-based kind of Uh, situation and we're trying to help them separate yourself from any sort of morality and understand either if you're the person struggling or if you're the mate understand sort of the neuroscience behind it so that you can take active steps in the way that you make it the same as a Facebook addiction or internet addiction I think is so helpful and normalizing because sometimes a very judgmental spouse might not realize that they're wired the same way and they're playing out addiction or dopamine craving in a in a different way. So we you know everybody has room to grow and and there's hope here.
2: Well I think if they want to Google something, Google supernormal stimulus. Perfect. And what that is is something that you've never been exposed to in you know throughout your entire evolution. So maybe you don't believe in evolution, but that's fine. We still have the same structures as our mammal relatives. And if you take a rat and give it unlimited access to junk food, every single rat will eat to obesity. Now, humans, as we know, uh, Americans, about 65% of adult Americans are overweight, 35% are obese. And that means they're eating because of this highly palatable, yummy junk food that they never experienced, you know, throughout uh, humankind. And it's so tantalizing. And yet they don't want to be fat. Now, if you take this to sex, sexual stimulation is... I mean, we know the difference between an orgasm and eating a Twinkie, right? That's <laughs> right. Which one's more exciting? <laughs> but now you put that on a screen and you can just sit and watch and click and click and click, it really... Grabs hold of the primitive brain, and captures it—a supernormal stimulus beyond anything you've ever experienced. I mean, think of a hunter-gatherer; they may bump into about five or ten uh, probable mates in their entire lifetime. Well, you can bump into ten thousand in an hour on the internet, and they're not—they don't look anything like a hunter-gatherer female. So it, it's really something that we've never experienced before, and that's why we're having problems.
0: Right, so, as a culture. So what is yeah. the, what's the major fallout in a, in a relationship when, when, you, when you have an issue going on with high-speed Internet porn? And I'd love to try to differentiate between some of the older guys and the younger guys because uh, I, <laughs> I know that's one of the things that you've discovered because of the relative newness of the Internet and, and you think of somebody's lifespan. But what's, what's the major fallout in a relationship or in a marriage?
2: Well, let's uh, two perspectives here, For For the male, he starts to lose his attraction to his partner. And he's, oh, I'm in a marriage or it's my girlfriend. This is just normal. I'm not supposed to be attracted. Well, what you would think that, but once the guys give up porn and often they go through a withdrawal after four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, they start seeing their partner as delicious, like, oh, my God, a real person with smells and touch is so much more appealing. So what they thought was, oh, yeah, I've been using porn for years, was just a natural progression of disinterest was actually conditioning brought on by heavy porn. OK. So that's what, of course, we experienced with the male. OK. With the female, the obvious thing is, oh my God, my husband's sitting here watching all these hotties and I can't compare to this. Man, I really feel like crap.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Putting it mildly. That,
2: put it mildly. Yes.
1: <laughs> and and um, the effect on the younger brain, talk about that, is like Corey was saying, maybe talk about the um, fantasy life and the with the withdrawal phase.
2: Yeah, so when we look at the adolescent brain, it's completely different from an adult brain. In that at about age 11, you have an explosion of about 100 billion new nerve connections, and the purpose of that is to wire up to your environment and make new uh, circuits so that you can uh, successfully reproduce, successfully become an adult. But so what? And rewire to everything sexual. That is the purpose of a mammal to reproduce. So that's different. And what happens is the young people using porn are rewiring their their brains to a screen, to all this crazy, unbelievable, hardcore porn. So much so that many of the young men around age 20, 22, can no longer achieve an erection without porn. That's unbelievable. I think you can remember back to being 20. (laughs) And so it becomes much harder for the young person who has wired their sexuality day in and day out to a screen to reverse this, even though it's reversible. Not only do they need that screen to become sexually aroused, they also think that that is reality, what they're watching unlike the adult who, let's say, is 40 now and had years of imagination or real sexuality, right. they go, oh, yeah, well, that isn't real, and no, I don't really need a screen to get turned on as long as I uh, give this up. So what we're seeing is that the young guys with erectile dysfunction are taking up to a year to recover, whereas the older guys who are 50 only need a month or two to recover. That just shows you the difference between the adolescent brain and the adult
0: brain. And what you're referring to is the whole concept that you promote on your site called rebooting, which is where you totally eliminate porn for a time to to get an idea of the influence it has on you.
2: Exactly. That's what rebooting is. The guys actually came up with that, and it was mostly guys who were having sexual problems. They realized they had to give up porn, and usually they had to eliminate or drastically reduce masturbation for about eight weeks. Those were the older guys. They're in their thirties. Now, unfortunately, we're finding that the young guys have to go through this rebooting period uh, and it might take a year. So yeah, what they do is they experience what life is like without porn and not only does it uh, affect their sexuality, but their motivation comes back, their confidence increases, social anxiety goes away, even sometimes depression lessens. Uh, They just are generally happier, more outgoing. So many of these uh, other effects were very surprising to them and to us.
1: It is surprising and it's encouraging, you know, to think that we probably thought that the depression or anxiety or those issues probably fed into the porn addiction. But it's encouraging to see all of it sort of break its power when you take active steps to reboot and rewire your brain.
2: Yeah. It's really finding out how much is a pre-existing condition right. and how much has the overuse of porn fed into that. And that's what you try to discover with the reboot.
0: Okay. So a couple that is ex- experiencing, I mean, cause here, this is a common email I get um, from simple marriage, then also from sexy marriage radio listeners for, for Gene yep. and I both is, I discovered my husband's porn usage, or he disclosed to me that porn has been a part of his life, his entire adult life. Um, what can I do? How can I, I mean, what's a practical step that can be done? I mean, obviously, you've, you've talked about the rebooting, and that seems like the first step. Is there more?
2: Well, uh, the first step is really to understand that it is a brain problem. And I think yeah. that's important to take the shame out of it. Exactly. And you can go to my site, and it's a free site. There's, it sells nothing. And you can watch a couple of videos, and you go, okay, it's a brain thing. And then you can go travel to many of the other forums and read the stories and go, oh, my goodness, it's a brain thing. <laughs> and you can try to separate your emotional, yeah. whatever you're having with it. And this includes the wife. Right. Yes. And just Distance yourself from the guilt, the shame, the I'm bad and just say, oh, this is like it's Thanksgiving every day and I've been overeating. You know, this is just what happens. I've gone to hometown buffet every day and this is just what happens. That's I think that's the first step, because, as
0: you know, shame feeds into addiction.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. so after that, you you kind of take it less personal and, and also now you, it, that should shift things to where you can have a, a, a more honest conversation then yes. going forward as a guy. The first step then is after that is to completely eliminate the porn.
2: Yeah. Well, that, that is the trouble, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys struggle. They relapse. I don't like the word relapse, but they use it back into porn. But just like with most addictions, Going back to the addiction is a normal part of the process. So that's another acceptance point. And a lot of guys get on the forums and they talk to each other. They find that helpful. Some people have to go to therapy. They find that helpful. So you need to find your own path. Uh, and and if you're using faith-based, you know, or prayer or meditation, that's also a path. Exercise is a path. Uh, Many other activities, replacing your time spent on the computer with more positive activities. Yes. That's a path. So you have to find your own way through this, but it's true. Relapse is normal, yeah. and you don't want to exacerbate things like those, like an addict brain will do and go, oh my God, I've relapsed, so I'm just going to keep going. You need to go, okay, I relapsed, I used porn, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to continue uh process
0: again. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know if... I, I've heard you speak several times. I mean, one of the things I love is the, the TED Talk you did on the Great Porn Experiment, which I think vaulted your, your brain on porn to a whole new level. Yeah. As TED Talks seem to do with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, one of the things that it seems for a couple in a marriage that has had this as an issue that's come up and it's been a part of the marriage for a long time. And now all of a sudden the guy is trying to truly alter that, you know, he eliminates the porn and now he's trying to get into life again with a real woman. I mean that there seems to be a little difference there in the sense of the time it can take before. I mean, you mentioned it that all of a sudden a guy that he's eliminated porn for a while and now his wife, becomes more tantalizing because she's yeah. wow I, I I mean can you speak to that a little bit on again because I think that's a huge point of realizing it's a process it doesn't just oh well, I've eliminated porn it's been four weeks why am I not you know why is sex not great now why can I not stay hard the whole all the way through the sexual encounter why you
2: know yes it, it, it is a process and those that are truly addicted they often experience what we call a flat line, where they lose their libido sometimes for weeks on end. So full recovery uh, to where your partner looks really good can take months. It really depends on how deeply you got into the addiction, how much your brain has changed. And we have links to many other sites on my site, such as Wendy Maltz and Cheese uh, She wrote the porn trap and she has exercises that couples can go through to bring back sexual, you know, sensual touch. Because you sometimes have to retrain your brain to the real deal as you're untraining it from needing visual stimuli, which is not normal sex. So, yeah, you may have to go through some retraining also. Okay. I don't know if that answers your question
0: question.
2: Well, it, it uh, does.
0: I, I, I want to just try to clarify for our audience that, you know, because I have a lot of clients that have yeah. come through my practice that this has been a part of our therapy process. And this, unfortunately, I didn't realize enough of it, other than my own experience and struggle with it at times in my life, that now, now understanding your work better, it's, okay, now I have more ammunition to battle this and... Disarm it some, because that's the biggest key, like you mentioned, is separating the, oh, this must be about me, when it's really a brain thing. And, and if you can change that, that, that oftentimes gives people a whole lot more motivation and hope for whatever yeah. can come.
2: Well, the one thing I would say is the, the women, even though they're really upset, they should not push things. They need to be patient. Both people need to be patient and persistent. And time will heal. That's the amazing thing about it. It will heal the brain. If you remove that stimulus, now the person has to get their dopamine kicks from reality. So they'll eventually rewire
0: to the real deal. Okay. But it takes time. And, when, and if you're talking about a younger guy, that could be a longer span because of the amount of sensation stuff he's had as just part of his life.
2: Yes. It's often longer and they often experience more relapses because it's been ingrained. Think about it. Any addiction that you start in your adolescent period really is much more powerful than something you start when you're 40, Because your so, brain is
1: still forming at that time.
2: Yeah. It's exactly. still forming, and so it wires to it. You wire to how you're going to uh, cope with life during right. adolescence. And so that's what we often undo, as you guys know, during therapy, is undo <laughs> the ways we've learned to cope with life.
1: Excellent. Um, I, I love the way that on your website you can make these correlations you know we see spouses you know maybe the husband's wife has become overweight she's very addicted to food so she's got the food addiction and that would be where i could relate as a former bulimic you know in my formative teenage years i've never had a porn addiction but boy i have an awful lot of compassion because i know what it's like to just be so driven and to have to retrain your brain and go through a lot of pain and i've mentioned to Corey before that when I met my husband, we were young. He was 20, you know, just turned 20. And he was so he was so not freaked out that I had this eating problem in, in his mind. He was the first one that said, Gina, I think you've just created a habit. You know, it you it's, it can be broken. And so for him to be accepting and to stand with me and, and my goal became having longer, longer, seasons between episodes and I got a new vision of myself as someone who was healthy and you know it's been years and years now since I've struggled with binging and purging and so I, I think we if from my point of view I want to help spouses be much more compassionate to the one who's struggling both ways you know if, if your spouse you say boy she's let herself go well think about how you might be triggered by internet porn or if you're the spouse who's so angry and offended at your mate's porn use, realize it's 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 brain based, and, and there's so much that we can do to help shift that.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good point where you said uh, more and more time in between episodes, right? And that's really the goal, I think, with this. And there's a, very few guys can just stop cold turkey and never okay. go back. Right. In fact, yesterday I had my own radio show and I had a psychiatrist on there, a young psychiatrist who had porn induced E D sure. and he was discussing it and he's even relapsed himself and he works in the addiction field exactly. in a <laughs> clinic. So, you know, it's affecting yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That that's that same idea that even dentist kids get cavities. I mean, we know <laughs> mentally, yeah. but it's still one of those things that okay, have some grace, have some some forgiveness and continue the process because it is really a process. And that's, that's what yeah. I've loved about what your, what your work is filling in is that idea of, okay, this is stuff that needs to be studied. It needs, it needs just more than opinion. It, it needs some yeah. facts. And, and I, I want to say thank you for adding to it in, in this, in the field because it is truly helping people.
2: Yeah, well, again, we're, I'm filling in a gap because uh, there's the general meme that we've had porn around forever, like cave drawings are the same as uh, <laughs> porn tube sites, where you can click on high definition three minute videos and fill up your browser with a bunch of tabs and click and click for hours a day. And so we're trying to break the obvious meme that there is no such thing as too much porn or that it cannot have any effect. So that's what I'm really trying to do is fill in a gap until the research finally catches up and says what's happening.
1: Very good. Is there a percentage of your site that's women that are addicted to internet porn, or is there porn addiction <laughs> a different kind?
2: Well, it's, it's not a different kind because addiction is addiction, but that's a question right. I often get, and the truth is we've had very few women uh, show up on the site. now. Over on Reddit, where they have a huge site mm-hmm. called NoFap, they have a lot of women who are trying to give it up, but it's still a small percentage of mm-hmm. the population of that site. So it's really hard to say what the percentage is. We hear lots of percentages out there, and it's really hard to get a, a, a stronghold on the reality of it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh,
2: it, it really is true that men are, are much more visual. And when you're 12 years old and you're seeking out information and you're just enticed by the female body or the male body if you're gay, and you just start looking and you just go into this tunnel vision, oh, my God, uh, it's just so compelling. Mm -hmm. I think it's just much more compelling for males.
1: Right, where women might struggle more with the novels and, and the the erotica that pulls him into a whole emotional sensory experience.
2: Yeah, that's what I've heard,
0: and perhaps that's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. We'll start. Uh, That's exactly.
0: We have to take Gina's word for it, being the only woman among us today. today, I've only
1: dealt with food issues. (laughs) This hasn't been my weak spot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gary, uh, if you want to hear more from Gary, uh, check out yourbrainonporn.com and i'll also put a link on our site to his ted talk because there's some great information that that is will really arm you and help you whenever you come to trying to tackle this issue so gary i want to thank you for being on the show sure my pleasure and if you want more or want to hear anything else got additional questions jump on sexymarriageradio.com please and Give us a comment, send us an email to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com with questions, and we will follow up as best we can.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Go tell your friends about Sexy Marriage Radio, and go love on your mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.